more nervous in this room than anywhere else. Turn your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the. Angry. What kind of show is this? My sister Angry. 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 How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty good. I got to stay in New York. I got to go see Michelle Obama at the Barclays, which was very exciting. You know, I love that. That's dope. So shout out to my guy Maurice Dennis for hooking that up for me. Uh, what did you do? Um, I had a bunch of shows, had a bunch of parties. Um, we actually, my wife is uh, flying out to Orlando because my son is in Orlando. He's playing football out there. So Party at your house. No, oh, no, ain't a party at my house. <laughs> I got four kids there now, so it's, it's, it's daddy daycare like a mother, so... Is the pool heated? The pool is closed. It's cold outside. But if it's heated, it's fine. No, no, we close the pool. We is close. it heated? Yes, it is heated, but we close the pool. Oh, my God. You guys are boring. Yeah, she's a party girl. Is the pool heated? Party! <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to sleep. We gonna Everybody's going to sleep at 6 o'clock. All kids go to sleep at 6. But... Up next, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Maybe you had a horrible weekend. Maybe your coworker won't open the pool. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Whatever it may be, call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And don't forget, today on the show, we have some four lovely ladies joining us. They're authors of the book, For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Politics. So we'll be kicking it with them. And also, wah, wah, wah. Bitch, I'm a baby. Little baby will be joining us. Okay. I was going to say, yes, you are. No, oh, stop it. All right. So we'll kick it with them. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Michael. Good morning. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest. Uh, no, I'm just calling this morning uh, to spread some positivity. So yesterday I got diagnosed with a heart problem. I'm a registered nurse in uh, Manhattan, New York. And uh, you really, really sit back and once you diagnose something, you take life for granted. But uh, upon all this, I have tattooed on me without music, life would be a mistake because it's so true, especially with me dropping his new album, you know. What's, um, what's your album? Oh, you said Meek dropping his album. Yeah, Meek dropping his album. I think you said with me dropping all, my new album. All this, all this new music in life, like, you know, when you listen to it, people don't understand is you can get through emotion and all the sad stuff in your life just by listening to music every day, you know what I mean? And that, I believe, spreads positivity throughout the world because it gets you through all your hard times. All right, all right. I love that. Well, thank you for that inspiration. Thank you for some positivity, and, man. You know, shout out to you for being a survivor. Thank you so much. And I, you know, I love what I do. I'm a nurse and I love giving back to others. It's the best thing I can do for the rest of my life. I love it. And we'll pray for you, bro. Thank you, buddy. Have a good morning. All righty. You called him a survivor. He just found out uh, yesterday. He's going to survive. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. You look at it like that, the positive side. Yeah. He's okay. going to be a survivor. Mm-hmm. Velma. Hey. Hey, Velma. Get it off your chest. Well, it's Velma with the T. I wanted to spread some positivity this oh. morning. Hey, Angela. Hey, Velma. Hey, good morning. We're doing great. That's good. Well, I wanted to spread positivity this morning. I also want to promote um, my nonprofit, educational nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. It's called Opportunity and Excellence. And so it's geared towards healthcare um, careers and trying to actually just, you know, help everybody start earning some money. So that's what I'm saying. That's what we're all about right here. Us making sure we're prepared and becoming wealthy for generations. We want to hear from you. Right. And I send a shout out also to my kids, Jaquan. I want to send out to the I send a shout out to the coaches at Windsor. We got a game tonight, so we doing it up. And I also want to send a shout-out to my baby, my ride-or-die man, Majid Muzir. Okay. Well, you have a great morning, all right? Thank you. You too. All right, Mama. Hello, who's this? It's Risha. Hey, Risha. What's up, Mama? What up, though? What, what up, though? Shout-out to the D. What's up, Yeti? What up, though? What up, Evie? What up, though? <laughs> I, got, I got two things. Two things. Two What's things. Up? One, I'm blessed. I want to shout-out my daughter, Kaylee. She's five years old. I just want to let her know that I love her. I'm recently divorced. I'm happy. I'm in a new relationship. I'm blessed. I'm That's living. What I'm talking about. Work is good. Second thing, I want to get off my chest, right? I just feel like y'all should have a segment for unsigned artists. I know it's a lot of artists called here and they be whack, but that's cool, though. What about the good artists? We, we actually used to do that. Remember after the show, we had the co-sign, the Breakfast Club co-sign for unsigned artists? We did. It was a lot of trash artists. artists, though. 
You a rapper? Shout out. Hey, I got. I am a rapper. All right, let's hear something right now. Go. Wait, wait. I knew you were gonna ask it. I knew you were gonna ask it. I'm over the phone, but I'm gonna go. Listen, it's getting so close, I can taste it. But I stay grounded, roll up and say life is like a gamble, take a chance, risk it all. I just hope I don't crap out. A life at least just saw. Mom getting older, so my time getting shorter, so I gotta get it now. That's on God. That's on my daughter. Sweetie, like Stevie, call me whenever you need me. Come through. We can chill. Bet you won't wanna leave me. Casting over, I'm so cold. They fall in love and be so gone. All my exes still hit me up. They can't move on. Okay. I'm a red bleed and I'm so stuck up. I got a nose bleed and I'm on my grown ish playing grown speed. Okay, 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 I'm okay, still, okay. I'm still okay. the nicest. Wait a minute, it's Risha. Don't forget the priceless. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. put her in rotation. Okay, in the building. Make sure you go check out my new project. It just dropped out. Risha is priceless. Risha priceless. On All right, Risha. I got a new single. Right. Play, yo. You better lose yourself. All right, Risha. I had to hang up on Risha. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Chantel. Hey, Hi. Chantel. What's up, mama? I'm happy. Like, I always call and I always get put on hold and never get put through, so I'm really excited. What are you through today, mama? <laughs> Basically, um, I had wanted to be an OBGYN when I was younger, okay. and then, like, through changes, I became a birth doula, and eventually I'm going to become a midwife. Oh, but that's today, dope. Today, I just filed for my LLC, so now I'm going to be an official... I own small business, and it's just amazing. Like, I've done over 18 births now, and uh-huh. I feel so good. I go by the womb sister, so I just wanted to just come out and just share my excitement because I'm really excited, and I just want women all around, all colored women, even if you're Indian, Spanish, you are colored, like, be in charge of your birth. Find out your options and do more for yourself because they're dying out here. Now, Chantel, know? where were you 16 years ago? I, I, I could have used you 16 years ago. <laughs> well, she's here now, and there's a lot of other women and families that will be able to use her, so shout out to you doing this important work out here. Thank you, and thank you for even having Gloomies and on the radio. She's yes. so humble. She reaches out. You know, we actually communicate. She's really humble and That's sweet. Dope. And that was really amazing when y'all had her on the radio because when I t- looked, tuned in and I heard her on the radio, I was like, wow, this is really about to change. And, you know, midwives are coming back. Doulas are coming and taking over. So I'm really excited. And I thank you guys for doing what you do. Thank yeah, you, shout Mama. out to our girl, Lathan. When she came up here, she has her book out and she is glow maven. She actually was just doing some yoga with Angela Simmons. Oh, okay. saw that posted on the blogs. Hello. Who's this? Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Oh, you sound mad, Stephanie. What's the matter, Mama? Oh, I'm not mad. I'm just up. I'm motivated. I'm getting my kids ready for school. Anyways, I called because I want to say I appreciate both of you and Charlemagne. Every day I listen. I love the show. You guys do an awesome job. And I just want to give a shout out to my, my honey. I am so grateful for everything. My kids. I have a wonderful life right now. And that's why I called. How old are your kids? 15 and 11. 15 and 11. Okay. All right. Well, that's that age, boy. They start testing you a little bit. Well, listen, they test me every day, but <laughs> they're both wonderful kids. They don't fight nothing. They're good. They're just that's, so good together. That's great. Right, well, you have a great day, mama. That means you're a great mom, too. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. We're asking, if you give somebody money, do you expect to get it back? This comes from Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart's conversation. Yee, you want to explain it a little bit? Uh, yes. Apparently, 13 years ago, Tiffany Haddish borrowed some money from Kevin Hart, and she has been trying to pay him back. Here's what happened when she finally did pay him back. What's going on? What's <laughs> going Wait a minute, they'll make it rain. Hold on, now, hold on, now. You ain't got to do it like this. I don't want you to think that I, that I would ever take your money, but there's interest over years. Now, there's an important lesson to be learned here, okay? Eventually, black people will pay you back. We lose hope on our own. We assume that our own are never going to come around. But they will. You know, this is a 13-year investment. So we're asking 800-585-1051. When you give people money, do you expect to get it back? Now, for myself... 
there's only two people in this world that they don't have to give me anything back, and that's my mom and my dad. Everybody else, if I lend you money or you borrow money or you take money, I want my money back. Well, there's plenty of people that I'm cool with that have borrowed money from me. They have to be like my good friends and haven't paid me back. But I also know if they may, maybe don't have it like that. Maybe they have kids. They have kind of all kinds of situations going on. And it also depends on the amount of money it is. Like, I've had people borrow $120 from me. I'm thinking of somebody in particular. And never mentioned it again. And we're still friends. But I also feel like things like that is now she can't really ask to borrow money again. Because... That's that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't ever expect for people to pay me back. I mean, I've never, I've never been paid back. But I, it's not like I don't expect people to pay me back. You know what I'm saying? If you ask me to do something for you, I just do it. It's not like I'm waiting on that, you know, the, the that favor to be returned. I think it's great if people ask, "Can I borrow some money?" They should pay you back, or they should at least bring it up again. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm like that. If I'm gonna give it to you, as in, uh, here's a gift. That's something different. But other than that, no, nah, I work pretty hard. I got five kids, and, and no, nah, I, I need that my, money back. My thing is, man. College re- is expensive. My thing is just return the favor if, if I ever need it later on in life. You know what I'm saying? Or, if, mm-hmm. if, or even, if you, if, even if it's not money, if you're just in a position that, you know, you can help me out in some way, hold me down in some way, that's that's all I look for, you know? But I'm, you know, I'm not really, I don't think you should really look for anything when you give to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, you're making the choice to give. They made the choice to ask you, but you're making the choice to give. So you can't just be like, all right, I'm expecting that back. But I think- it, it does oh. bother me if you borrow some money and I see you turning up and doing all exactly. kinds of things. Exactly. Oh, no, I see that. Nah, yeah, yeah, that bothers I, Yeah, I don't dig that. Nah. That's, just that's don't ridiculous. give. <laughs> all right, well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. How are you guys doing? Can I borrow We're some good. money? <laughs> So let me tell you, I had a really bad experience with that when I was younger. I was in college, and my friend definitely needed some money. She said she was getting paid in a week. I needed that money to pay for a class, but I gave it to her because she said she would give it back to me in a week. And I didn't hear from her. I kept calling her. I had Mm -mm. to pay for my class. Needless to say, I didn't get the money from her. I had to call my mom for the money, and I was really pissed. And I said to my mom, I was like, you know what? I'm never lending people money again. And my mom says, you can't say that because you don't know what people's circumstances are. If you have the money, you have to lend it. Just don't lend money you can't afford to never see Right, that. you needed that money so at that point. I'd have been I like, I don't have it. At that point. But exactly. So, you know, I kept my mom's advice in my head. If people ask me to borrow money, I never expect to get it back. I only give money that I... You know, I really don't need. And if I get it back, that's a bonus. I it's think, such a thin line between friendship and, and, you know, and money. So don't give it if you really can't afford to give it because right. it, it causes issues, you know? And I think the problem happens when you tell your your people you're going to pay them back in a certain amount of time. Just don't put a time yeah. limit on it. Don't be like, I'll pay you back in a week. I'll pay you back in a month. <laughs> Unless just, you just, really, really can. Some people are like, when I get paid next week, I got you. All right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you right. know what? Like she said, I think I got burnt too many times lending money that I just don't lend money anymore. Like, I don't want to chase you around. I don't want to look and see you buying something new or in the club, and you owe me money. Nothing worse when you give somebody money than you see them in Miami on Instagram. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right, well, 800-585-1051. We're asking, when you give people money, do you expect to get it back? That is the question. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're asking, when you give people money, do you expect to get it back? That is conversation comes from Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. You want to explain, Yee? Yes, Tiffany Haddish has owed Kevin Hart money for 13 years. She's been trying to pay him back. He wouldn't take it. Finally, she made it rain on him. Um, I don't expect people to pay me back when I give them money. Like, that's never my expectation. When I give, my expectation is not to get. See, I, I, I see, I'm a little different. Like, I, I, and this is a specific example. Somebody asked me to borrow money because they had a flip. I didn't know what the flip was. I just lent him the $1,000. At the time, I really didn't have it. I think all I had was $1,200 in my account. He said, I'll have it to you by Friday. And that was about 15 years ago. (laughs) And I still haven't got that money back. And and they still in the clubs and they still buying cars and jewelry and all that. And I still haven't got my my stack back. Have you approached him? Yes. The fact you think you still that he still that you ever gonna get that money is crazy to me. (laughs) I do know I I know I know a couple I know like a lawyer I still owe money to. And I know a dude who fronted me a a ounce of bad crack back in the day. Why don't you pay them? I don't know. I don't, pay them people. I would pay. You know what? You should pay funny, the lawyer back. I would definitely pay the lawyer back, but he never invoiced me or nothing like that. I always wonder so about what? that. I'm serious. How much was it? I always wonder about it. Like, I know I still owe this man some money. <laughs> How much was it? 
You like 10 racks? Man, I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, you for bringing it up. I hate owing people money. If there's anything that looms over me, if I owe somebody some money, I will find them to pay them back the money that I owe them. I actually hate having a mortgage on my house. I wonder. I, always, I do wonder about that lawyer, girl, because it's not on my credit. What's his name? I'm not saying. It's not <laughs> on my, I, I talk too much. That's my problem. Hey, it's not where on my is credit. the lawyer Me that's owed $10,000 plus interest? Let's collect. It's not on my credit or nothing, so I always wonder about is that. Is he still alive? I don't know about that. Is either. he still practicing law? I have no idea. Let's Google him. Nope. My goodness. So let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jamal from Derry. When you give people money, do you expect to get it back, bro? Well, I, I say it depends on how much I'm giving out. If it's like less than 50, I might not be, you know, on your ass about it. But if you come to me and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I need like $200, this and that, then, yeah, I'm going to need that back. All right, it depends on when the amount though? of money. Like, when do you need it back? Like, uh, what t- type of time frame? Uh, Like a month, two months, you know? Yeah, give me my I'm money back. back. Shoot, yeah, I'm going to need that back. Why are we talking? I'm thinking about somebody that owes me money right now. Who owes you money? <laughs> no, nah, somebody I lent money so that they could um, pay their rent. And this was like two years ago. The crazy yeah, thing I need is, that what, money make, back. What, what makes you think they're going to be able to pay you back? Because I see on the gram, it looks like they should be able to. <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> see? That's what they get. See? <laughs> and what you said earlier, Charlemagne, like, if I need money, I can't get it from you because you, you still owe me money. So just give me my money back. Or Wait, I'm not going to lend you money ever. Money? No, not Charlemagne. Oh. See, that's why. It's, that's why sometimes <laughs> you just got to cut certain people off because you, <laughs> you just need you just need a better crop of friends. Okay. You be like for a hundred dollars, I don't got to talk to you no more. Here you go. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Devin. I don't expect it back personally. And another thing I don't do is let everybody know that you know I gave someone money. I think that's that's not classy at all. But you tell everybody, you know I don't lend him some money. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to put it, people out there like that. Because if I'm going to loan it, uh, if I'm going to loan it out, then, you know, I had it to loan, so I don't expect it back. See, you got to do that sometimes, though, because the same person that bought a stack from me, we in a group chat with a bunch of my friends, and I tell me, I, I lent someone some money, and everybody in the group chat was like, yo, I lent them a stack, too. Yo, I lent wow. them 500. I lent them a stack. So that's, that's what he does. Scheme to me. Yeah, he does that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and that Sounds like you're at the bottom of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, brother. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. What's the moral of the story, bro? For me, man, it's never give with the expectation to get. The period. moral of the story for me is can I borrow money from both of you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you ready? It's time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. We got mess Keith on the line. Keith, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? What's up, bro? Now, uh, is shoot your shot. Who you want to shoot your shot with, Keith? So, I want to shoot a shot with my manager or boss, uh, Veronica, at the barbershop. Okay, you work at a barbershop, and she's your... Well, she owns the shop, or she's just she's your boss? She's the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the manager. Yeah, maybe she? Okay. Well, well, tell us about her. Man, she's a, she has this aspiring personality. Like, she's on top of the fact that she's fine, but she's just she doesn't take any BS for anybody. She's very assertive. And that's just like the kind of woman I like. It's someone that like knows what they want and they just go after it. I'm not gonna lie, this generation is very different from my generation because y'all like women because of their personalities. This is amazing. Well, it's also his boss. Fine. But this could go left because that is your boss. Like you know, it could be awkward. Yeah, I, but I mean, I feel like the chemistry is there. I it's feel a like vibe. She feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what has she done to indicate that she's interested? Like, I feel like we're flirting all the time. Like, you know, when you flirt with a girl and they still giggle and they, like, play with their hair and all, like, the signs of, like, that they're interested. So, like, it's just a bunch of okay, you red flags like you that. I'm like, vibe. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should see what happens when he shoots his shot. You want to call her? Uh, yeah, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. You sound very bored. Like, it doesn't seem like she's going to give you I'm any shot. I'm not even shot. interested, to be honest. We're, we'll well, we're going to be quiet, back. and we need you to be hyped. You might need more than, you might need more than that. <laughs> we need you to show your little personality. Dial up, Keith. Hello? Hey, this is Keith. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna cut straight to the chase. Uh, I see, I see you at work all the time, and I've, I see, I notice that you kind of look at me sometimes, and you're smiling, and I'm smiling what? back. Oh. And I just want to be straight up with you and say I'm feeling you, and I feel like we should, we should, we should hang sometimes, we should kick it sometimes. Oh, um, no, <laughs> <Wow>. like. <laughs> Hello? 
Wait, what? Hello. Wait, what is this? Boo! 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 Somebody call Tyrese. Tyrese needs to intervene. Oh, stop Boo! It. Here's the thing. Y'all what do you it, want from him? Y'all kick it at work every day. Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Charlemagne the God, uh, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy with a Breakfast Club. How are you Good this morning? morning? Okay, hey. Now, um, please, tell us why you blocked his shot so incredibly just now. Yeah, that was crazy. Why'd you send it three rows back into the I, stands, boo? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, I I run a business and I'm smiling at people because I got good customer service. Okay. And I like to foster a nice working environment. So don't I don't mistake my professionalism for me wanting to right. sleep with you. I'm I mean, not flirting with you. I'm not flirting if I'm just. Oh, my God. I you know what's so crazy? Male entitlement is so crazy because if you were a man and you were smiling at him, he would never think that you liked him. Well, right. I don't, yeah, this, I don't even know. You trying to get him fired, Sean? Yes, I, I, can tell. I think that so you should that really no, think. Then? Yes and no. She uh, said no. Yeah. And oh, don't you understand? <laughs> no. No means no. She See, said no. This, this is why we got the problem. That, I mean, like, first of all, I'm. I'm your boss, so I mean you've seen everything that's been going on in the news right now. I mean I ain't I ain't Harvey Weinstein. She, you, you see what they're doing to him. You don't have and to I'm explain a black woman. anything, boo. I, you don't have to explain I mean, nothing. <laughs> and you told him no, and he still <sighs> kept going. I don't. I, I don't even know how I'm gonna get. Like I don't even. I'm still. I'm so stunned right now. Like I don't know how we supposed to get past this. Like how we supposed to work together? If you Uh-oh. think every time I look at you, so I'm you, you think that he I'm can't work there anymore signal. now? Hell no, he can't work there no more. Oh, wow, no, you gotta go. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't. I can't have this in my place of business. But, but I ain't trying you, to get no lawsuits. You can't fire him over the phone though, right? Oh, I can. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, pretty much telling him he need to come pick up his. Like that's what oh, we need damn. to do today. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I witnessed sexual harassment this morning from him. So you know, um, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Now wow. let me ask yeah. you this: If he's not working there anymore, then can you date him? No, because oh. I'm not okay, interested. Just asking. No. Mm-mm. Wow. Sorry, bro. You ain't even saying nothing. Wow. You just quiet. Hey, yo, my G. Dang. Yo, my G. I just can't. I just can't. Can I tell you I something? I can't believe that. Maybe you can come up here and give Charlamagne and Envy your lineup. I'll pass. Can I tell you something, bro? Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> have a good one, though, bro. Wow, I can't believe this has happened. Yeah, yes, you can. Right, well, don't act have, like you don't believe Well, we have jobs. This. We got to go. You had, oh, to, yeah. you had to know that was an option that was on the table, that she could say no and fire your black ass. All right. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we're going to talk to the ladies from the new book for colored girls who have considered politics. All right? Donna Brazil, Yolanda Caraway, Leah Daughtry, and Mignon Moore. All right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Tonight on VH1, don't miss the comeback season for Love and Hip Hop New York. Sin Santana, Joe Button, Joel Santana, and Kim Bella all return with New York favorites. Remy, Papoose, Yandy, Safari. It's real love, real hip hop, and of course, a little drama. All new tonight at 8, 7 central on VH1. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. I don't want to mess up your name, so I'm going to try to say it as correct as possible. Donna Brazil. Well. All right. Yolanda Caraway. Uh, Leah Daughtry. I'm here. All right. And Mignon. Mignon Moore. That's it. Mignon Moore. She had it right. She had it right. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Go for thank it. Thank you, thank you. We have now a you... new book for mm-hmm. colored girls who have considered politics. This was great because for me, it gave me a lot of historical context on how a lot of things happened that we don't even consider. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think about, like, how did Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday become a national holiday? Mm-hmm. You know, and how difficult it is working behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, how did you guys get together? How did you guys all meet? Because you're from so many different places. Well, Don and I were the first to meet back mm-hmm. in the early 80s, and I was working on the Hill for a congresswoman. She was congresswoman then, became a senator later, Barbara Mikulski. Mm-hmm. And um, I was the I was a legislative correspondent, and I had a little cubicle, a little lowly job. I know Mignon tells me not to say it was a lowly job. Mm-hmm. Because she was a correspondent. She was communicating <laughs> with the people. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't lowly. <laughs> I get excited about that. <laughs> Anyways, we made my little lowly job. We're sitting in my cubicle, and somebody came into me and asked me if I would meet with a young lady that wanted to talk about something, and she thought I might be interested in meeting with her. Well, I couldn't figure out why they were asking me to meet with anybody. You know, who was I? 
But anyways, I got up and I went outside. The place was so small, I couldn't even meet in my space. So I went outside the, the front door and I was so happy to see a sister because mm-hmm. I had seen so few of them since I'd been there. And, mm-hmm. you know, we became lifelong friends. She was she was advocating for the holiday. Right. And she wanted the, the congresswoman to sign on. So and I was so happy when we did a staff meeting because I actually had something to report and something to ask her to do. Gotcha. So it was kind of a deliverable for me. And how'd you meet everybody else? Uh, Mignon I met in probably 80... Well, when I worked for Reverend Jackson in uh, 85, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Leah came to work for me when I was working for Ron Brown, and we were doing site selection for the 92 um, convention. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, with politics, a lot of people are scared to get into politics because they feel like it's a big lie. They feel like it's, you know, it never helps our community. You know, what do you say for especially the young black and brown women that... that you know, are thinking about it or are not even thinking about it. You know, why, why is it important to get into politics? You know, well, the, the good news is, as we've been on this tour, we have seen more young people engaged mm-hmm. in almost any sector. And they come up, they ask very thoughtful questions. And I think what we've tried to do is demystify the process because none of us got involved in politics at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. We either started in our community, mm-hmm. we started wanting to make a change, And so what we try to tell people is you got to look at very basic things about politics. It controls your life. Mm -hmm. It controls how we want to reform criminal justice. It controls the jury. It controls the Supreme Court justice. Mm -hmm. It controls the type of legislators you elect. It controls the type of presidents we get. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. one vote can make a difference. And while you are not seeing it every day in your pocket, you can see it in your pocket if you hold your electeds accountable. What we tend to do, especially young people and brown and black people, Mm -hmm. we elect them, we go all out for them, we're all on the radio, we're all screaming, go, 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 and then it's over. We fall back. And so it's important that we don't run away from politics just because politicians may not always agree with us or even look like us. But the reason why we need more people of color in politics is because we're underrepresented and our voices are not at the table. If if you're not at the table when decisions are being made... Mm -hmm. Then you're probably on the menu. You're yeah, on the right. menu. You're definitely on the menu. And that's the theme throughout the whole book. You guys yep. talk about how important it is to have a seat at the, the table, table. Mm-hmm. in these conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that stuck out to me was um, working for Jesse Jackson, right, mm-hmm. when he was running for president. Mm-hmm. How important it is to sometimes winning doesn't mean that you win and you become the president. That's right. There's a lot of wins that come along mm-hmm. with that as well. Opens so what are door, some things I guess. Mm-hmm. that you guys learned uh, working on that campaign? And what are some of the wins that you got from mm-hmm. Jesse oh. Jackson running? for president? Um, well, I mean, so many, but you're right. Reverend Jackson's campaign really helped us understand that there are many ways to win. Mm-hmm. So when we started, it was, we're going to win the presidency, we're going to the White House. But along the way, I think we understood and we learned that winning has many definitions. And so what came out of the campaign is we got into rooms we didn't even know existed. Right. We un- got to learn a process that's been going on all around us every day that we just don't didn't know anything about. And he took us into those rooms, hundreds of us who got trained on the Jackson campaigns, who are now running campaigns, who are in elected office, who are in their communities making a difference because of what they learned on the campaign. Registered hundreds of thousands of people to vote mm-hmm. that then got to every by the end of the Jackson era, uh Every bl- major city in America uh-huh. yeah, had a mayors. black mayor. Uh-huh. Every major city in America had a black mayor. Yeah, and he changed. Congressional members. New congressional yeah, members. Maxine Waters yeah. came to Congress yeah. as a result of the Jackson era. Yeah. And so many more. When I first went to work on the Hill, there were only 18 members of the Congressional Black Caucus. Now there are 50 some odd members mm-hmm. of the Black Caucus. He changed the party rules uh, so that our, the way that we elect presidents is different yes. because of his demands. So he. And for this generation, it's very important to understand the reason why. President Obama and Hillary Clinton were able to even get the nomination mm-hmm. Thank is because you. Reverend Jackson had the rules changed. Change. Rules. Change. It was, change. you know, it, the Republicans has had this system winner take all. And they still have that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had we had proportional representation because if we had winner take all, we would never even get through the pipeline. So to break that down, so mm-hmm. if you have if you have a state like Michigan, mm-hmm. under the Republican Which rules, if you win the most delegates, 
if you win the most, uh, let's say you win 51% of the vote. Mm-hmm. And under Republican system, you get all the delegates. Right. Doesn't matter. Under our system, because of Reverend Jackson's demands, if you win 40% of the vote, you get 40% mm-hmm. of the delegates. So it's a proportional thing which allows other candidates to be involved and to stay in the race longer because it's a true reflection of how people voted. All right, we have more with the authors for Colored Girls Who Have Considered Politics. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. J.N.V. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have Donna Brazil, Yolanda Caraway, Leah Daughtry, and Mignon Moore in the building. They are political strategists and pundits. They have a new book for colored girls who have considered politics. Oh, oh, are we ready for the first black African-American president? Oh, are we ready for that female, I should say? Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you a- I, to me, I think you asked one of the most important questions that we have to answer as a country. Mm-hmm. Because I have seen how they tear women down in this mm-hmm. country. I have seen it You've up seen close. You've seen it with Hillary Clinton, correct. I've se- but I've seen it with Nancy Pelosi. I've seen mm-hmm. it with Maxine mm-hmm. Waters. Right, yes. Right, right, the Waters. bigger they are, the more threatening they become. Absolutely. So we need voices like yours to say, hey, listen, these women have earned their seat at the table and until we do that until men until women all of us collectively say that Mm -hmm. i personally don't think that we will get there unless we do the same thing we did for president obama i feel like we wait too long to start like why how how can we not starting now you know because right now we don't even know who's running in in the next election as far as democrats are concerned well we need to start focusing on personalities and start focusing on the agenda Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what we lack sometime is the ability to understand what is what is bigger than the person who is running for office and when i saw hillary clinton uh, rise up and speak about all of the great issues of our time, whether it was climate change, because we're all suffering right. as a yeah. result of climate change. Mm-hmm. We might n- not know it. Here's the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. We need to understand, we should have a country where there's a living wage. Yeah. The minimum right. wage is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. $7.25, you go and get a, you can't get a, a dozen of eggs and a loaf of bread for less than, what, six fifty. You're right. All mm-hmm. right? And don't talk about the, the cost of gasoline if you got to buy gas on the way to get yourself some, some food. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a living wage. We need to also reform our criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're, we just authorized in Congress billions of dollars for the opioid crisis. We want to make sure anybody who is addicted to opioids get help and treatment. But 20 years ago, mm-hmm. with the crack cocaine epidemic, right. we incarcerated those individuals. Yep, right. We never looked at, at drug addiction mm-hmm. as something that could be treated. We, right. And mm-hmm. now we have millions of people incarcerated with nonviolent crimes uh, because they simply came at the wrong time. Still in jail. Still in jail. Right. And so the reason why we're strong advocates for political activism and advocacy is because we know it impacts our community, it impacts our lives and our livelihoods. And if we don't take a strong position, and yes, black women have never been afraid to speak up, stand up, mm-hmm. and, and, and shout out to the rooftop. But we need brothers, sisters, and everybody in between to come and stand with us so that we can fight for justice and equality for everyone. But I want to actually get back to your your real question uh-huh. about why it's why we're taking so long to get to where we have to go, and especially for 2020. Mm-hmm. I think part of the process probably bore itself out of 216. First mm-hmm. of all, they thought Hillary somehow stole the nomination when in fact she won the nomination overwhelmingly, so, overwhelmingly with pledge delegation. But I think it's important, especially for the young people that are listening, mm-hmm. it is it gives them a bird's eye view right now of who's out here talking, whether it's Kamala, whether it's whether it's Cory Booker, whether it's Montana guy, all, it's about 20 of them right now. Right. And they need to really watch this process and watch it unfold and be a part of it. If they are active about somebody and they like somebody, then that's how you get your candidate forward. You mm-hmm. got to get in the game and say, hey, listen, I am riding this horse. And sometimes you got to be courageous right. and say, I'm riding with Corey. I'm riding or dying with Kamala, Kamala. whoever you're choosing. Get on that wagon because many of us hitch to wagons very early. Mm-hmm. We just do. You make that decision. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. And so I think it gives people enough time to really start looking at these candidates. But I kind of agree with you because I feel like when you have an incumbent and they have as much money as this guy we have in the White House, right. 
we have to really figure out how we're going to have a nominee that can compete. But it's, you know, it's still early, but we still need... Because even know. with Bernie, like, you look yeah. at the people that were, were riding with Bernie. Yeah. They were riding with Bernie so much, they hated Hillary. Yes. So yeah. when Hillary won, it was like... And they made people like, hate Hillary as yeah, well. Yeah. Yes, like, yes. Like, so when Hillary won, it was like, well, I'm not messing with Hillary. But all it did was put Trump in exactly. the office. Mm-hmm. Because you lose sight of the goal. Right. Yeah. That's and, right. and the goal is... To uh, for us, we're Democrats. Was yeah. to elect a Democrat, mm-hmm. but for others, whether you're Democrat or not, is to defeat Trump. Yeah. Right. And so we got so focused on the cult of personality yeah. right. that we forgot what the big prize was. And as we say, you can't, let's not major in the minors. And mm-hmm. that's what 2016 and the end boiled down to: where people were majoring in the minors and forgetting what the real issue was. Was this guy's unqualified to be the president of the United right. States? You think and that do- whole process needs to change in the future with the electoral college? Oh, oh God, yeah. The electoral oh, yeah. college is a remnant change? of slavery yeah. and, and our our checkered past as a democracy and we need to update all of our election laws mm-hmm. including the electoral college to better represent the people that serve i want to say something because i i think it's important to acknowledge that bernie sanders was one of the few white politicians back in the 1980s that embraced and supported the rainbow coalition and jesse jackson mm-hmm. and i think he has been a tremendous force for change throughout his career however he is not a registered Democrat. He he uh, caucused with the Democratic Party uh, in the United States Senate, and he ran as a Democrat for president of the United States. Mm-hmm. I think it's important as and we... And then he went back to being an independent. And he went, back to, being, right, right. Uh, he went back to being an independent. I believe it's important that we embrace people who uh, walk into the room and, and bring about the necessary change, but we also have to define our own terms. Mm-hmm. We're Democrats. We're lifelong Democrats. We're committed Democrats, and we're committed to uh, enabling independents and non-affiliated individuals to be involved in our party, but they need to help us build a, a more progressive party that can fight the Republicans and not just leave the room once their candidate disappeared from the room. Right. So that's I, my position I, 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 on Bernie. I also want to say because, you know, we're Democrats, but that doesn't mean I love everything the Democratic Party does. Right. Or that I love everything the Democratic Party stands for. I got issues on some things. But, again, let me keep my eye on the prize. What we got on this, what I believe in is the values of the party. All right, we have more with the authors of Colored Girls Who Have Considered Politics When We Come Back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we have... Donna Brazil, Yolanda Caraway, Leah Daughtry, and Mignon Moore in the building. They are political strategists and pundits. They have a new book for colored girls who have considered politics. What are your thoughts on black Republicans then? What do you think of black Republicans? I have a lot of friends who are black Republicans. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? yeah. And a lot of them have been Republican since, their families have been Republican yeah. since slavery. Yeah. They just never changed. Historically, that Historically. is where black voters uh, landed after the end after of slavery, the after the 15th mm-hmm. Amendment. Black mm-hmm. men, especially, who had the right to vote yep. during that time. But and then they switched after they switched. Uh, FDR and yeah. the New Deal. Right. We all yes. went over to the and most John of us. Kennedy. And look, I think they have their own set of principles and, and values. A lot of them is just family loyalty for mm-hmm. the party. Some of them are very economically conservative, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. socially conservative, yeah. and so you know they're pro-life, and so they want to rock with them. For them, the argument we always have is: Is that your only issue? If mm-hmm. your only issue is around pro-life, then let me see you be pro-life after the baby is born, right. and some policy that, you know, uh, enhance people's lives. But, but look, they've got their principles. But I will say, almost to a one, they disagree with this president. Mm-hmm. They didn't vote for this president. Mm-hmm. And they have real problems with his qualifications and with his stances Absolutely. on a variety of issues. So, But for them, it is not party over country. It's country over party. So mm-hmm. they're willing to part ways with the party because of this man that's in office. What now. about people who don't vote and say that they don't want to vote? Because in the book, you do detail Girl, you know, what we went no through to be able to vote. So what do you say to people who are like, well, I'm not voting because I don't like any of the candidates I'm not and voting. it doesn't mean anything because the person mm-hmm. I voted it, for didn't win. If it didn't mean anything, they wouldn't be trying so hard not to let you vote. That's right. That's There's right. value in your vote, and if, if your val- if your vote was of no value, they wouldn't be trying all this voter suppression stuff that we've seen over these last two things, last two races. It's just you know tr- it's it's an okie doke. And young people, they they love to say we woke. Okay, then wake up to the fact that that is the most powerful instrument you have in your hand, mm-hmm. and if you use it, you will understand how powerful you are. Don't think that saying 
I don't want to vote because somebody, I don't like somebody or they're not doing anything for me, makes you powerful. It makes you weak because that's what they want you to think mm-hmm. mentally. They want to and keep the us thing down. about I, the thing that I love about these young people, they are strong in mind, they are committed in mind, but the one thing they reject is their own right to their power. Right. If they power. take that vote away from you, then you almost have nothing because this whole country is built on your right to vote. You cannot, uh, what are you going to do? Absolutely. Are you going to let somebody else run your life, mm-hmm. make decisions uh-huh. for you? In 14 years, you're going to be the majority of voters, the majority of the electorate. You're already, millennials are already the majority of the electorate. I'm That's looking right. at one right now. Mm-hmm. You are the power. You're the future. And if you vote, then you win. Mm-hmm. You win. And, and you don't have to deal with a Trump or uh, Trumpism ever right. again in America. Mm-hmm. Get up and vote. That's right. And, and then you know what? You can tell Trump you're fired. That's yeah. right. And let me ask you guys you're a fired. question now. Sure. Now, for people out there that don't know much about politics, just trying to get into it, just read whatever they read on the paper, what they hear on, on The Breakfast Club, for the next election, presidential, who should they be looking at? We have so many people. You mentioned Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Deval Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Holder. That's just yeah. the black ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We start yeah. mentioning the women. Uh-huh. And the Hispanic. Yeah. And the Hispanics. Uh-huh. We're loving it. And then exactly. as, as Yolanda was saying, <laughs> the old white it. men <laughs> and yes. the young the white, white men. men. Yes. Okay, we're going to have a lot. We got Beto we out got here Beto. now. Now <laughs> Beto says he might run. Yeah. Right. And But you know what? We need to listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hear their songs. Uh, see if we enjoy their lyrics and the melody. And mm-hmm. if we don't, guess what? Let's go back to the, the channels we know. Let's go back to the music we know. But we need to at least hear from them. We need to hear from everybody. Just remember that the people who make the decisions on whether or not you get help and whether or not you get aid and you can rebuild your lives, that's the government. Right. right. And, and, so, and remember what the president tweeted when those incidents happened as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get aid to Puerto Rico because it's surrounded by water. Mm-hmm. Blame the what? people in California for their own wildfires. Oh, oh told yeah. them that they need to go out and rake. Mm-hmm. Rake. 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 Yes, rake the forest floor. Yeah, rake the leaves. He ain't raked the damn thing in his life. Don't get me started. Well, he- now, wait. Working on <laughs> campaigns, right? Now, Michelle Obama has said, when they go low, we go high. But sometimes that doesn't work out. And you guys have <laughs> all worked on campaigns where there's a lot of mudslinging going on. Why are you laughing on. over there? She said, mm. Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing over there? I'm not going to say who, but someone even got fired for... Uh... <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> she, she ain't never quiet on her firings. <laughs> when you know you could fight dirty if you want to, oh, do you like think that there's dirty. ever a time for that? Yes. She said, I like to fight dirty. You know, I don't, I don't call it fighting dirty. I think that when you're working you on a campaign, <laughs> you have to fight. You know, the voters have a right to know. Yes. Uh, information about candidates. Right. Mm-hmm. And so these days, everything's an open book. You People post everything on social media. And if you are my opposition, then I think people ought to be able to understand what you said, when you said it, and mm-hmm. the context in which you said it. And so I might feel that that's, I'm, 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 I'm helping the voters by putting out information that will help them make a sound decision. Sometimes it looks, listen, you can put it out yourself, or I can put it out for you. Right. So I, I don't see it as fighting dirty. I think when it gets to character assassination, mm-hmm. when you when you involving people's children, that's where I draw a line. But you know what did uh, wrinkle me, and it wrinkled me again, and when I saw it in 2008, it wrinkles me when I saw it in 2016. When you have openly racist content, mm-hmm. I mean, you have, look at the, down in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we're normalizing uh, uh, hanging? Right. right. Are we yeah. now normalizing right. all of this stuff? Right. We're normalizing hate and hate mm-hmm. speech in our country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've always spoken out against it. And yes, there are times when I'm controversial and it has caused me uh, an early dismissal. <laughs> it's, it's like going to church, you get your communion, you go home. <laughs> because the wine you had wasn't enough and you want more. Uh, so I got an early termination. But it never stop me from caring about my community and fighting for my country. And yes, sometimes that's the price you pay in politics. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, and you guys could pick <laughs> yeah, up the book right now. Yeah. For, for Colored, Colored girls. girls Who Have Considered Politics. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate this book. I have three young black girls, yeah. and I, you know, and I like to I like to see them think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I was so big on my oldest meeting, Hillary. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, you know, I'm so big on her thinking outside of just normal things. That's just, you right. know, you can be whatever you want. And, exactly. and you know, Barack Obama being president proved that. Because as a kid, I was not thinking about being a president. But mm-hmm. my son can. That's yeah. right. That's, That's right. Beautiful. That's but thank you guys for joining us. And we thank appreciate you. you. And, and thank you book. for all your great work. Thank you. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? This is Malvo from New Jersey. What's up, bro? Who you want to give Donkey to? I want to give Donkey to Charlemagne the God. Okay. What? For, for saying he, he will suck off Takashi if he, if he gets beat his case. Well, what if he meant it? Why is that a donkey? <laughs> what, what? I mean, what, what if, if he's he going to do that? Why is that a You got to explain why. Why? Why he, he will actually do something like that? Yeah. Well, he gets down like that? I didn't know he gets down No, like man. That. He was being sarcastic, <laughs> man. He said he, he was being sarcastic. Yeah, he was saying can't. that. He was saying that he knows it's not going to be true. He's All being I know is that if Takashi gets off, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> it's a win-win situation for who? For Takashi or Charlamagne the guy? Both no. of them. That's why it's a win-win. It was sarcastic, oh, all right? Man. He didn't mean no, it. Listen, man, I'm Haitian. I'm from the Caribbean, man. We, I don't know. I thought I, I, we can't be sarcastic with like that. He was sarcastic, man. It's sac passé. Not bullet, not bullet. You know, you know Charlamagne. I don't know, man. Charlamagne, yeah, he, he kind of sucks, you know? You never know. It was sarcastic, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> it was sarcastic. Jonathan. <laughs> What's up? What's up, man? Who you want to give donkey to? My baby mama. What's your baby mama do, bro? She keeping me on child support after she left me with my child. For my child's sin. She left five years from my child, and she's still keeping me on child support. Like, I don't take care of my child. Do you have Do you have the child? Support money. Do you have the child? Yes, I- I had a full custody. So why didn't you go to court five yeah, years ago? Yeah, you need to go to court. Oh, trust me, I've been fighting for that for the longest. You get you get tired going to court after you then ran the court so many times, and they still not doing nothing for you. They keep saying, "Oh, she has to be the one to come and get you off," and it's like, okay, she's not coming. She wants the money, so. Hey, no one's helping me in this situation, so I think she deserved all the other day. So after 10 years, still keeping me on child support after she was gone for five of those years. How Damn. much do you have to pay? I'm just curious. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's cheap, but I still feel I shouldn't pay it. Because <laughs> but how off. much is cheap? I'm supposed to pay $100 a month. But hey, I'm sorry. You want somebody? You know oh what? Money, money's money. You're right. <laughs> but money I think is money. Like if I take care of you, my child, I feel I shouldn't even have to pay child support. When my child made one, she threw me on child support. She moved to another state, and my child always stayed with me. And I've been on child you're support right. ever since. That's your hundred dollars. I'm not gonna lie, a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> but that's his hundred. That's his hundred, man. I don't know if I would really want to fight that. Just pay. It probably costs more to try to fight pain. It probably that. does cost more to fight. I think that. you should just pay a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. How are you? Hey, uh-oh, you sound mad. Who you want to give donkey to? To all these tired-ass, trifling-ass mamas. Uh-oh. Busted-ass dudes that touch their daughters and choose them over their daughters. They ass need to burn in hell. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, well. Enough said. I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you, you want to pray? I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, I, that prayer has, is what has kept me from... Killing the bullet in both their asses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. All right, well, let's pray right now. Let's pray. I'm going to help you pray, right? Heavenly Father, what's your name, Mama? I, I don't want to put that out there because I don't want to put that <laughs> All right. All right. She's like, I'm not that right. much better. Heavenly Father, please give this woman that's on the line the strength not to put a bullet in nobody's ass. Heavenly Father, please give her the strength not to stab nobody, not to hurt nobody, and to help her with healing. Amen. All right. That was a terrible prayer. That was, I, mean, that was I mean, I don't know the lady. Yeah, I'm just clearly trying. not a pastor. I'm sorry. Well, well, Mama, you be strong, all right? Oh, trust me. I am. I am. And don't put no bullet in nobody's ass. I'm going to make sure I make it through the holidays. <laughs> Boy, but January 1st, it might be on. <laughs> the holidays are almost here. <laughs> Baby all right. steps. All right. All right. Well, that was Donkey of the Day. Now, when we come back, Lil Baby stopped through. We're going to kick it with Lil Baby, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. 
Lil Baby. What's happening? What's happening? I'm back again. You back again, man. You take a rap serious, man. You, you got enough hits on the board now. Yeah, I'm taking 100% it serious. serious. I'm pretty serious. So what, what happened at Powerhouse, man? People were waiting for you, and man. you didn't show. starting with that. <laughs> nah, for real, though, honestly. Like, I tried to get here. Something happened at the airport in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But even at the airport, like, I was trying to pay people, like, five, six, seven thousand, and let me scan their boarding pass to get here. Waited on a private plane for like two hours. I couldn't make it, but I tried though. If Wait, you offer people that much money? I'd have let you scan my board and pass. Like everybody like, had to go. To, like everybody had to go to work though. Like everybody was coming to New York on the flight. Like, nobody didn't take it. Like one person was about to take it, and we got to the thing. He like, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. They were people that really came because they really just wanted to see little baby too. So it was you'll make it up to us though, right? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna make it up. I'm definitely gonna make it up. <laughs> now little baby, I hate that happen. That's my first time ever missing the show too. Biggest one of the biggest ones in New York. Biggest one ever. I ain't never missed. That's show. the wrong one to miss. Exactly. Never had missed. I love the show. that you come and check in with us though, like every few months, because we got you up here when you first started, then I'm you definitely. came and checked in again, and now you're back, and so much has happened it's incredible like i think if we just put all those interviews back to back to back and just see like the quick progress that right, you quick, had quick mm-hmm. i ain't gonna lie you you know you made me a little scared uh you know i've been seeing each other we've been seeing each other off and on for the for the college tours and i see you look 100 percent better but i seen you one day we was at howard homecoming and you had four uh, shows that day i was sick as it see little, that's what i'm telling you that was the powerhouse so bad i'm like something gotta be wrong that was the powerhouse baby. the next day mm-hmm. that powerhouse is the next yeah, day I, I, I was going through it that week and he was like, Super I think he's tired. That's what I said. I said, I think he's sick. I was like, yo, he was really like, he, usually, baby, he, he got the energy. If you see him perform, he got a lot of energy. It wasn't no energy. It looked like it was. It was, and it was outside. It was I was already sick. It was outside. I, I really didn't even want to do it. I just went on and did it. Are you taking care of yourself now? And Because you look healthy. You look fine now. Yeah, like that, day? that week, that week, I had a bad week. I think that was like, like soon as the weather was changing. I kind of like I always get sick when the weather changes. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight now, though. And it's hard to say no when you got all them bags to pick up, too. You he did like, four yeah, shows this, this, that day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Should have missed one of them so I could have made the powerhouse the next day. Right, because you see Takashi showed up and he missed his show um, that he was supposed to be at Howard. He actually came to Powerhouse instead. Didn't make it I there. seen something like that, exactly. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the new album, Street Gossip. Why so fast? Man, we just starting to, you know, they really, the people are really starting to love the last one. Like, the, the records are just catching and yeah, even that, catching and catching and that's catching. That's what I was saying, too. But <laughs> this mixtape really, like, this album, like, more on some street stuff. Like, I really don't even probably have no, like, commercial songs on it. Like, really like some stuff for the streets. Mm-hmm. Some of my other two, I don't think it'll drown out like the other records I just dropped. You really think that your records are, uh, or I wouldn't say, Commercial, like those records are street records that just people love. He got some like, love yes, songs too. Like the Drake yeah, like, is a street record. <laughs> yeah, like all my records, street records. The one with period. Gunner, the one like, with, with Gunner and, and, and Dog is street records. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Re- they know. I might be talking about, I don't know. You might, you're right though. That's a good point though. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. you don't, don't make know. a street record, like a, a quote unquote commercial type of record. They all hood records that just, that, you know, just happen to it go, that go that way. way. Exactly, exactly. Now, hopefully two or three of these go that way too. But I don't know. This is what happened. So I've already been scheduled to drop an album November 30th for the longest. But me and Gunner Project was something that just came out of the blue. Like, they approved that we could drop it. So he went on and dropped it. But I had already been on the calendar for November 30th for a long time. Gotcha. But that's how I ended up, like, dropping. Like, you want to push pack. it back or the label was like, now we got to get it out. We on the schedule. We got to put it out. I think, I think it's like the last quarter. Fourth quarter. Something, it's something a big like quarter. That. Something like that. So they, like, they want to put it out. Make that money. Exactly. When did you decide to, you know, we see it all the time where it's like the streets in the industry. When did you decide, you know what, I'm 100% go leave the streets alone because this is where it is? Mm, maybe a few months ago. What like, was the situation? What was the, the, the reason? Like, like two reasons. I started to, like, see myself. I One, like, I made more money than I made in the streets. Like, yeah, it don't even add up the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like that I would. And number two, like, the risk. Mm-hmm. The, the, the people I'm around, like everything, the whole lifestyle, like being able to lose that because you're scrambling the fence and the streets a little bit, like it ain't worth it at all. But at first, you know, it might not be where it wasn't really worth it to me. I couldn't really see that, you know what I'm saying? Like now, I can see it like all the way, definitely. Mm-hmm. You now, seem the- like somebody that could help out a lot of upcoming artists too, just because you just went through all of this. So I'm sure you could give exactly. great advice to people as well. I've been trying to give people advice, but then again, like, my advice really don't work because I can't even tell them, like, do this or do that. Or, I ain't even got no strategy for it. But you didn't even see it happening for you as far exactly. as learning how to invest in yourself and realizing that, okay, it might not be a lot of money at first. Yeah, I can explain all that, like, mm-hmm. them type of stuff. I, I do try to give them game like that. Like, it ain't what it seems. Definitely, especially at first. Like, 
It ain't always seen. Even you could be hot, hot, and you still won't be getting the money. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I that I didn't that I thought like just from the eye before I got into the business that I learned now. Like what? Like everything really. Like you know, on the outside looking in, you just think like rap, get money, mm -hmm. you know, get shows, but. I mean, like the processes, the contrast, the this, like you miss a show and this can happen. And like, I'm learning all the ins and outs of music, like, not just like rapping or doing a show or, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, dropping out. I'm like, it's a whole lot more that go with it, like, you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you ever have to worry about prior stuff that you've done in the street or, or problems you had now? Because now you're so accessible now. Right. So, like, now it's, it's kind of scary because you don't know who, who. And then it's like, people always come at you. Like, it could be a fan. They come aggressively. They mm -hmm. Like, so it's kind of like, I'm always on my P's and Q's. Every time I'm out, like, I'm going. You know what I'm saying? Like, I keep going. I ain't never really just chilling. Like, I'm always watching people, cars, like, all type of stuff. Not even just in the sense of, like, I did something to somebody or something previous. Just, like, I know I'm a target. Right. But that go with it, too, though. Like, other previous people just hate. No, you know, right. the reason being I got what I got going on. But I only feel like that in Atlanta, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, out of town. Because either you get an aggressive cool. fan, you be like, is he being aggressive because he's a fan or? Yeah, they be, you got right. them kind. Yeah, you don't know the difference. All right, we got more with Lil Baby when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get on them little mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lil Baby is here. Yee? What about women? Like, for you being in a relationship, do you sometimes feel like women might be trying to set you up, even if it's just a picture or anything? Nah, because even if it worked, like, like, you know, even if I feel like a girl trying to take, like, a picture and she, like, too close to something, I don't really care, like, because that's the far as it's going to get the picture anyway, so mm -hmm. it don't really matter. What's the rules for, like, the people around you having girls around and stuff? Like, say, they bring them on the tour bus or whatever? I don't really got no rules, because I kind of <laughs> stay in my own lane. Like, when I walk through, they set of girls or whatever and disappear. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Girls can't have their phone and stuff, stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't really care. I have the bros. They can do whatever they want to do. Now, are you, are you nervous about social media? Do you meet people on social media? You see what happened with uh, Bobby Valentino and with uh, Dwight Howard. Hell yeah, nah, like, <laughs> you get the Hell yeah, nah, I ain't really. And a lot of so many girls, I be like, too much like surgery and stuff. Like, I be skeptical. <laughs> But like they, they, like them situations, the way them people look, like I, them look like men to me. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm so I, ain't, I too tough won't get caught up in like catfish internet. Like mm -hmm. I ain't really going. Like Plus, that. you never responded to that anyway. Yeah, like, them type things. I don't even think. <laughs> I mean, I girls, know. you don't respond to girls in DMs, do you? Yeah, no, not not. I don't even think I would see no mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. like that. I don't think they met them on the internet though. Mm -hmm. That was some some old. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Now, we've seen Drake with the quality control chain, and people are saying there might be a situation going down. Is he joining the family? No, nah, I think, I think Roger bought him there on the screen. Like, you know, on some cool mm -hmm. shit. I don't know nothing about that. Do you ever get, because you don't seem like you ever get excited about anything. Do you ever get excited about meeting anybody, like another artist? <laughs> you know, you get excited. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine what that would be like. But do you ever get excited, like, damn, I'm working with this person. Like, has it ever crossed your mind? Not really. Nah, not really. Not like... Excited, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's not real. Like, damn, I can't believe I'm in the studio with. Like all of this, like everything I do, kinda, I really like that. So none ain't surprising to me no more. Like mm -hmm. the fact that I'm a rapper and I'm actually moving, and I'm actually getting paid. People actually, all this is like surprising to me. Like mm -hmm. everything. Like, <laughs> I'm back at Breakfast Club again. It's gonna be on YouTube. This beer, like everything, like new to me still. So it's like not one just thing to have me like surprised or like still like. I'm still grasping it all, honestly. Is there any, like, music that you listen to that we'd be surprised at, like some pop music or, you know, so, like, what do you listen to outside of hip-hop? Name some people or some artists that you like outside of hip-hop. I ain't gonna lie, that's all I listen to, hip-hop, like. He don't take me for, for listening to uh, Vanessa Carlton. You never Carlton know, he might be like, Ariana I like this. Grande. I don't, you know, nah, might I like don't a Katy Perry song or something. Uh -uh. I don't think he works out the Katy Perry. I, I, I didn't say work out, but you know how sometimes you might hear a song that's a popular pop song and you like... Man, okay, I like that song, song. yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of popping. Do you see Lil Baby saying... Do you see that happening? He might like a Taylor Swift song, I don't know. Now, with the holidays coming up, are you doing anything like vacation-wise? Because you need like, a little break. Yeah, that's why I want to I wanna, I wanna go out of town. I think maybe in January, I told him I, think I got like two weeks to go out of town. 
But versus as far as the holidays and stuff, I think I'm just chill. Mm-hmm. You can't really. Like, holidays for artists are like, that's the time. Like, working, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, when you're yeah. working. That's when, you know, oh, kids yeah, are home yeah. from college, so you got to go do those shows, and then your family's looking at you like, you know it's the holidays. Yeah, you got to come through, exactly, so. Okay, you can take the whole family on a trip. They got to work. Yeah, I'm from one. <laughs> my family, they want to be at home, home thing. I'm like, on holidays and stuff. So yeah, what you, are you doing? You already getting uh, your presents together for everybody? No, I'm going to do that, like, the week of. Oh. I just go and knock out everything <laughs> Same week So what does your mom ask you for for Christmas If anything Believe it or not My mom ain't asked me for nothing yet Like she don't ask for nothing Like nothing I look out for her though a lot You know what I'm saying She mm-hmm. kind of got everything She ain't asked me for nothing yet though Like Nothing time. I see you getting into um, The cars and stuff like Envy I saw um, a while ago You got some Corvette That they said was like Really hard to get I don't know much about cars Exactly but I know Envy's very into it. Exactly. You saw Envy? Nah, what vet was this? The ZL1. Oh, the ZL1? Yeah. I got ZL6 and I had ZL1. I got a lot of cars, though. I seen you in car show. But I ain't, you know, I ain't really know how I go or whatever. Now, I'm going to need We're going to do another one. I'm going to need to borrow one or two of them cars for the car show. Definitely. How many cars you have cars. already? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of cars. I'm into cars. Mm-hmm. What else have you gotten into with all this money that you've been collecting? Like, i just been buying stuff lately. Mm-hmm. I've been watching you, though. I like know properties and stuff. You be buying. Investing in properties. Yeah, like, but like, <clears throat> I haven't started to like re- rebuild them or nothing. I just been buying. That's the, that's the smartest thing to do, especially with with, with your money, especially right. if you own them. You just pay the taxes on them. Yeah. If you can see, like, with GM, only people getting fired in GM, and people gonna start losing jobs. It's gonna be bad for people next year. You know, recession coming. Recession is definitely coming, and that's the best way to hold them properties. And then when it bounces back, like you know, you and I always talk about Detroit. We we bought cribs. She just paid sixteen hundred for a crib. Like that. And that crib, they just offer her like sixty, seventy grand for it. Without no work. Without no work. Yeah, that's what I'm on. Cause like the neighborhood where I'm at, they got this new thing called like the Belt Line. Mm -hmm. It's like I heard about that. I don't even know what it is, but it's like property value go like up, up. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like moving us out my neighborhood. Like houses like ten thousand selling for like one twenty. No yeah, work. Yeah, they said it's even you know harder saying? to get houses there now because exactly everything. Everybody. They got new hotels coming, casino coming, and this and that. So like, I'm just trying to buy it and sell it without doing no work to a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Just hold it. And it's important to be a part of that whole. Like people complain a lot about gentrification because there's bad things that come with it. But if you can be involved and be a part of that investing, it could be great for you. Yeah, too. definitely. You do it, you do it right way, mm-hmm. and you could be a part of it. I'm gonna be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna be a part <laughs> of it. I'm gonna go look in Atlanta now. Let's hey. get out of here. I'm gonna go you look, look at Atlanta. I'm gonna go online and look at Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you got a little, little anything on the belt line. You yeah. better talk to little baby and invest your money with him. I definitely will. <laughs> well, the album Street Gossip, make sure you pick it up. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna be on your neck about doing a show for us because yeah, most you. definitely. I, 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 they need to go on and put it together because I don't even want them to keep being on my neck like you missed the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. They're going to put the makeup show together. All right. Well, it's Lil Baby. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. 